1: This is AM Springfield. ABC News is next, followed by your local news, weather, and sports. This is Sports Radio 92.3 FM, 1450 AM, WFMB Springfield.
0: From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. The record-setting heat wave that has been blistering the southwest has now moved into the Midwest and the Plains states. From Wichita to the Twin Cities to Chicago, heat index numbers in the triple digits today. Parts of the
2: Midwest getting pounded by hail and rain. As the region expects to see temperatures soar by the end of the week, the scorching and deadly heat wave spreading across the country. The blistering conditions outside Las Vegas turning deadly. Police investigating the death of two young women who were hiking amid excessive heat
3: warnings. Across the country and national parks, there have been at least five heat-related deaths.
0: That's ABC's Alex Perez in Chicago. Both sides digging in over the floating border barrier that Texas officials have strung down a quarter mile stretch of the Rio Grande. ABC's Jim Ryan in Dallas says Governor Greg Abbott is refusing to have the razor wire buoys removed.
4: Texas Governor Greg Abbott was given until Monday afternoon to remove the floating border barrier from the river that separates the U.S. from Mexico. Abbott refused, telling
2: Fox News last night.
1: Texas is defending its sovereignty and its constitutional right to secure the border of our state and our country.
2: The DOJ
4: lawsuit calls the floating barrier a threat to navigation and public safety. The feds also investigating complaints that troopers have been ordered to push migrants, including children, back into the Rio Grande as they reach the Texas side. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas.
0: Thousands of Israeli doctors have walked out of offices. Labor leaders are threatening a general strike. And members of the Israeli Defense Force say they're not turning out for service because of the law passed by Parliament this week that removes much of the power held by Israel's court system. Detectives in New York continue searching the Long Island home of Rex Hewerman. He's pleaded not guilty to the murder of at least three sex workers in the region, police discovering what they described as a walk-in vault in his
5: home. You're listening to ABC News. No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money?
6: Only when your clients make more money?
5: Yep. We have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you
6: really look out for your
5: clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management.
6: Investments and securities involve the risk of loss.
3: 70 degrees, 703. I'm Greg Hall. Live Sports Radio, ninety two three FM, 1450 AM news headlines. Top stories in the State Journal Register. Springfield Office of Public Works will hold a public information meeting on Thursday. Kingpin Lanes, 4 until 6 p.m. It discusses the pilot area for sewer investigation to investigate sewer system defects and improper sanitary sewer connections in the northeast portion of the city. University of Illinois trustees last week approved a three-year pilot program. It will offer in-state tuition to residents of St. Charles and St. Louis counties in Missouri and Scott County in Iowa. Health experts say here's how to avoid heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Take it easy. Take breaks. Wear loose-fitting, light-colored clothing and drink plenty of fluids. Avoid caffeine and alcohol. More tips coming up with the American Red Cross at 810 this morning. Time for sports. Here's Paul Packelhoffer.
6: Thanks, Greg. Cubs and White Sox both idle yesterday. The White Sox will host the Cubs as they open a two-game series at guaranteed rate field tonight. Kyle Hendricks and Michael Kopech. The pitching matchup will have a broadcast at 635. St. Louis Cardinals snapped their three-game losing streak. They scored five in the top of the ninth inning to beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 10-6. to Prospect League play, Springfield Lucky Horseshoes were idle yesterday. They'll be back in action tonight at Robin Roberts Stadium. They have a 6.30 game scheduled against the Alton River Dragons. 70 degrees in Springfield. Let's get a weather update from Storm Team 20 meteorologist Nick Patrick. Temperatures starting to warm up here. We'll be back in those low 90s this afternoon. Mostly sunny skies today. Winds are fairly light. It's similar to yesterday, just add on a little bit more humidity out there. And then that real heat starts to take over, especially Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Triple-digit heat index values starting to arrive here for central Illinois. It will be a hot end to this week. Dangerous heat at that. Make sure you're being careful outside. We'll get a slight cool down for the weekend, but still we'll be in the 90s. I'm Storm Team meteorologist Nick Patrick for WICS News Channel 20. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym, and I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome, I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free
1: consultation. Call QC Kinetics. 217-689-5882. Locations in Champaign and Springfield. 217-689-5882. Start and finish your projects with the help of Silvaggio Steel. Silvaggio Steel provides steel, stainless steel, aluminum, flat bar, round bar, ornamental iron, and more for your tough projects. Silvaggio Steel will cut it, burn it, bend it, and customize it for your project. Need an ornamental iron railing inside or out on your steps, ramp, or walkway? Silvaggio Steel provides free estimates. Custom build and install a railing that will last a lifetime. Message them on Facebook or call Jeremy or Jonathan at Silvaggio. Deal, today. The Knights of Columbus 364 is celebrating 10 years of the raffle at Casey's Pub by giving away
6: $10,000 over 10 weeks. Every Thursday between 5 and 7 p.m., one lucky person present at Casey's Pub will win $1,000. The final drawing is their 10th anniversary, August 24th. And while you're there, enjoy great food and drink and be sure to check out the private gaming area with the best gaming in the town by Prairie State Gaming. No giveaways will be held the last Thursday of each month. See business for details. Bedrock Materials is the home of Dino and a Mammoth Scoop, Located at 3600 North Dirksen Parkway. Bedrock Materials carries six types of quality mulch, including playground mulch. And they have pulverized black dirt. You'll find over 39 bends of decorative landscape gravel. Sold in bulk. And weighed on their state certified scale. So you get exactly what you pay for. Bedrock Materials also accepts clean concrete for recycling. Give Dino a call at Bedrock Materials at 217-525-DINO. 217-525 we
1: Celebrate Sangamon County Auditor Andy Goldman's big birthday party fundraiser. Thursday evening, 5-7 till at the Aqua Sports Club on the Lake. Featuring Sangamon County Clerk Don Gray's world-famous ribeye sandwich meal. Just $25 per person, $40 per couple. Sponsorship still available. Attend Sangamon County Auditor Andy Goldman's birthday party. Thursday evening at the Aqua Sports Club on the Lake. Hi, I'm Sangamon County Auditor Andy Goldman, the taxpayer's watchdog. Paid for by Citizens for Goldman
6: they're doing it again. The Illinois State Fair is partnering with the Illinois Products Farmer's Market to bring you fair fun now. Thursday, July 27th at the Shed on the Illinois State Fairgrounds. Join us starting at 3.30 to enjoy great fair treats like corn dogs, cheese on a stick, lemonade shake-ups, burgers, turkey legs, and more from the Guppy family's country fryer. The market will have fun Christmas and July kids activities, including Santa and Mrs. Claus, an ornament and coloring book station, and Christmas-themed giveaways. Plus, win great State Fair prizes. Spin the wheel and win hourly drawings for prizes like concert tickets, monster truck tickets, admission and parking passes. Also, the Mega Pass office will be open in the Emerson building, so you can buy a Mega or Jumbo Pass before the prices go up another $20 on August 1st. It's your last chance to buy Mega Passes for only $70 and Jumbo Passes for only $80. And if you bought your Mega Passes already, the lines in August and get your photos taken Thursday night. Come out, enjoy all the fun, win some great prizes, and oh yeah, say happy birthday to State Fair manager Becky Clark when you see her. This Thursday, the Illinois Product Farmers Market We'll see you at the Shed. Join us Wednesday, July 26th for Bob Riding's 48th anniversary party in Taylorville. Free food, prize giveaways, and truckloads of Bob's famous sweet corn. Wednesday the 26th from 5 till 7. It's all free, and you're invited. Cubs and in White Sox, Pat and Ron have the call live from the South Side at 635 tonight. The Cubs play here on Sports Radio 92.3 FM and 1450 AM. was
2: young, it seemed that life
5: was so
4: Nine minutes past the hour. Good morning to you. Nice to have you with us. It is a Tuesday. We'll say good morning momentarily to Bill Houlihan, Sangamon County Democrat chairperson. Let's uh, head out. We drove by yesterday on MacArthur Boulevard, heading down to the Eero stop and took a look. And the store is so well decorated on the outside. Jim, on the inside, it's football season. Paul Leighton, underdog sports. What do you have for me?
3: Well, Sam, you saw that darn W flag up. I'm a Cardinals fan, and it's painful putting that up three days in a row, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um,
6: uh, Paul, I could arrange for that flag to go missing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Hey,
3: they stole my American flag four days before the 4th of July, so that would have been a better one. Um, But anyway, yeah. Bam! football. Oh, my gosh, so many people are coming in for everything football. It's exciting. It's, uh, you know, the one sport where it starts out being 98 degrees and ends up being 28 degrees. No, you're but, exactly uh, right, yeah. The, the kids are getting uh, everything, cleats, pants, mouth guards, visors, uh, chin straps, gloves. All the kids get gloves nowadays, it seems like. So that's fun. We've got them new and used and, and uh, try to take care of them.
4: Uh, now, uh, helmets obviously that they are um, given out by the team, the respective teams. Am I right? That is
3: absolutely
4: correct. Okay, what about footballs itself? Do you have a nice selection? People want to three or four footballs in the backyard to throw around in case you know you never chase one down; you just go get the next one. <laughs> uh, how about footballs? What do you have?
3: Yeah, we've got them uh, for all four sizes, from pee wee all the way up through official.
4: Are, are are we done with baseball equipment? I mean, is that now there is fall baseball coming up? So maybe oh. somebody you know going to be looking for fall baseball. A lot of elementary schools and even some high schools play fall baseball.
3: I feel like George Clooney in the Perfect Storm. It's all hitting us again. Sam, golf is heavy. Football's on. Baseball, softball's going. Soccer. If they're coming in for soccer. It's a wonderful time.
4: Let, let me ask you your inventory. It, what percent is pre owned and you don't put it out there unless you are very satisfied with it and you are meticulous? You know, people brought things into you. You said, nah, we're, we're not interested. What percent would you say is new merchandise and what percent has been used?
3: It's about 50 50 and it goes by sector. You know, um, probably right now our football practice pants are 80% new, but there's some used ones in there too. Our football cleats are 100% uh, used. So it really depends. Um, we don't do used mouth guards, though. I promise you that. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll go along with that. Wonderful. All right. Reminding where you're located in the hours, my friend. We are in the south side of Town Country Shopping Center, and we're open 10 to 5 on Saturday, 11 to 3 on Sunday, and throughout the week, it's 11 to 6. Thank you, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.
4: Say good morning to Bill Houlihan, Simon County Democrat chairman. Had a nice little gathering for a guy named Donnie Lewis. We talked about that last night. Good guy and a, a really good volunteer for you folks.
2: Oh, Donnie's the best. I mean, it's uh, today's his 70th birthday sandwich, wow. you know. Yeah. We had a little get-together for him last night at D.H. Brown's, and about 75 people came by and said hello and brought cards and had a sandwich and some White Sox cake. He's a big White
4: Sox fan. Oh, yeah, he's a big White Sox fan. You're exactly right. We've not talked to you since, uh, well, even before the city election Um, How much different is it when you have a a son or a daughter or a close family member involved in a race?
2: Um, It's a lot different. It really is. Um, You know, our son, uh, John, who's been really got the bug when he got involved in Senator Doris Turner's campaign. Okay. And uh, he came to us and said, Dad, I heard that woman that was thinking about running for Ward 7. alderman isn't going to run. He said, what do you think if I would do it? And I said, wow, we should talk about it. I was sort of surprised that he was interested, that interested. Um, but it, it it's a different dynamic. Um, you know, you you, you always, you, you know, as my dad used to say, and I'm sure your father did too, is you're only as happy as your most happy kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, he decided to get in this and he worked his fanny off. He knocked yeah. on lots of doors. He had a lot of volunteers, his friends that he works with and high school friends came to help him and he went out and did it. And uh, as I told him election night, I said, son, you know, you don't have to have the most votes to be a winner. You're a winner in my book. So it's, there's a little bit of a, it was tougher because it's your, your child. It's personal. uh, And then trying to balance everything else out with the local party stuff.
4: Uh Um, Early returns, you were pretty euphoric, but you also realized where those were coming from, and you obviously had concern that that, that district is. Let's be honest; it's a Republican-design district. It's bigger percentage Republicans than Democrats. So you had to uh, early returns uh, were one thing, but you knew as the night was wearing on that some of the precincts you were probably not going to do as well. Started to report.
2: Yes, you're exactly right, and that, and, and we knew that. I I, I was trying to uh, explain that to John throughout the process and his team that he put together, Sam. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, the early vote came in and we were were a little bit under the number that I wanted, um, but I still thought that there was a a window there. Uh, But when a couple of those uh, Westchester precincts came in and and instead of losing by 35 or 40, we're losing by 75 and 80, Mm -hmm. you knew it was going to be hard to catch up.
4: We've not talked to you, I don't think, since the city election. Um how was Misty Busher able to pull it off? I mean, obviously Jim Langfelder, I think it's tough to make a third term as mayor. I I don't care what your record is how good a guy you are not that anybody ever denies that Jim Langfelder's a really nice guy but but how was Misty Busher able to well she she put some groups together
2: She worked she worked very, very hard. There's no doubt about it. Uh, she was pleasant. she you know sought me out, talked to me on on several different occasions. I think the biggest thing that she had for going for herself this time was really the where the, you know, eight years ago, every labor union in Springfield was for Jim Langfelder. every labor union this time was. And when you win by 500 votes, you know, a lot of people can take credit, but I think labor was the one that delivered. Did it surprise you?
4: Was there something that, that turned labor off? To the to the length team length. Well, I remember four years ago, some of those labor unions did support Frank Edwards. You're right. They, they really just some did. some of them. Just a couple. Some, yeah, right, right. A couple. Um,
2: I I just think it was, um, you know, some of the ways they were doing business, the, the way that uh, the city was doing business, how it took them longer to get back to them than sometimes they thought it should take, uh, that they weren't taken it seriously, and that they had been they'd been at the dance. They were there first. And they felt like they were not be given the respect that they deserve, and I think they went out and looked for somebody that was gonna, uh, hopefully, gonna agree with them on moving Springfield forward and building it union, and uh, I think Misty uh, was the winner for that.
4: Bill w the mayor can appoint a lot of people, and we know there was some controversy over the library thing, and and uh, but appoints public works and Dave Fuchs, as you know, is a really good guy. I think that was probably one of the best decisions that they made. I work with him at secretary of state and know his work ethic and his knowledge is incredible. How important is the, the role of corporation counsel when it comes to running a city?
2: Well, I think it's important to, I think it really helps you probably best with your relationship with your alderman. And because, you know, they can either draft the ordinance in there or you you got to go out and get it drafted yourself. And uh, the relation kind of relationship you have in that office can make a big deal. Plus, on other things where you know you need sign off from the attorneys to move different projects forward, um, and you know sometimes you know you know it, it's no so people knew it that at times that corporation co- office was a bottleneck to get things done, and um, I the young man they have in there now I've worked with him um, he's uh, you know got his training at the Sorley Northrop, and I think he's going to be an outstanding corporation counsel.
4: Uh, Were you surprised when Kristen DeSenso did not seek reelection?
2: No, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, remember Sam a couple of years ago, she was thinking about running for mayor. Absolutely. She was very excited. And Kristen is, you know, I love her probably for this, that more than anything else, she wears her feelings on her sleeves. You know where she stands. And she was interested in that. And then she got off that. And then, you know, she is, you know, she's got a, a wonderful relationship with her son. And I think she just was at a point where she said, you know, I'm I'm going to have them so many more years, and uh, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of my family first.
4: How difficult is it to recruit people to run for office?
2: Um, it depends. You know, um, I think, you know, countywide, it's harder than it is citywide or all automatic district or county board. You know, the campaigns that are shoe leather, that are, you know, 10, 12 wards where you can go out and knock on doors and do things like that and put up signs. It's easier to get people for those. They're less costly. You know, Misty Busher spent probably close to a half a million dollars.
4: Right, absolutely. That's
2: a lot of money you gotta raise. Um so um I I think that candidate <sighs> recruitment has gotten a little bit tougher. Um, you know, especially because we're in an age where you know there's not many swing voters anymore, Sam. You're either on the one team or you're on the other team. Yeah. And that's the way it stands. And in the city of Springfield, which is trending to be more Democratic, you know, the county is, you know, places like Pawnee and Auburn and Iliopolis and uh, New Berlin, which Democrats used to carry, you know, we're getting beat, you know, 60-40, 65-35. So, you know, the county, the more rural parts of the county are staying strong Republican, more urbanized areas are being more Democratic.
4: Does money always win the election? Let's talk for for the local election here, whether it be for senator, state senator, state rep, member city council, or so on. Where does the money matter? How it's spent? And and where do people spend it, Bill? I hear people say, well, they've raised lots of money. Okay, you raise lots of money, but you've got to spend it, I think, wisely. How's it spent? Where does the money go? Maybe I'm sitting in a place that benefits as much as anybody, the media.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, so much goes to the media and mail in these local elections. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's to get your message out is it's, it's not inexpensive. Uh, whether you're buying radio time or TV time, you know, a week of TV in Springfield is about $160,000 a week. Wow. If you, if you want to reach that stage, which they call saturation, uh, that's a lot of money. And so in, in to do that, you know, you want to do that for three or four weeks. Now you're talking, right? So, you know, and that, and that's, you know, the one sixty. So most people range, you know, I think Misty was spending probably a little bit more than a hundred thousand a week and uh, she was getting a good bang for it. You know, Jim came on a little later than she did and, you know, he caught up somewhat, but I, I think that when it came then to direct mail, I think Misty did a lot more direct mail than Jim did. And because of that, there's a lot more you can do. And mail is, you can, mail is, as you know, Sam, you can send it to Democrats, you can send it to Republicans, you send it to independents, you can send it to people that voted only in municipal elections. There's so many things you can do with mail. Um, and if you got a good message, it can really resonate.
4: How tough was it? I mean, I know there was some controversy about... Uh, the Democrat headquarters being moved and so on and so forth. How tough is it to keep everything on the same page when you're the – Dem or Republicans face the same thing. There are times they face the same challenge. People don't like a decision, who they endorsed or so on and so forth. How do you coalesce and bring everybody back uh, on the same page?
2: You just try to give people time uh, is the biggest thing you have to do. You know, um, uh, you know I, I knew that this was going to be a tough election. I think it was this municipal election was going to be as tough as it ended up being. No, I didn't. I never would have predicted it. it you know, it got pretty down and, and uh, nasty near the end. There's a lot going on, but you know, you know, it's it's is uh, you know, a lot of people say it's not tilly Wings, it's politics. You know, you're fighting for who's going to be in control of your city or your county for four years. So I think that was it. And uh, you know, most of them are coming have come back around. You know, I'm I'm the kind of person that says, hey, you know, uh, you know, from time to time, you know, the the, the people in the party are going to decide one thing and go that direction. where other people on the outside that have been helpful think we should go one direction, go their direction because of what they believe. And, um, it, and it was, you know, we had probably two of the most uh, well-defined candidates that mm-hmm. have run for mayor in a long time. Everybody knew what bissy Busher did. She knew that she got help from Democrats initially when she ran for city treasurer the first right. time over Absolutely. Frank Edwards. Sure. And then we, everyone knew that she ended up, you know, coming out and endorsing Donald Trump. Everybody knew that Jim Langfelter was the kind of Democrat that from time to time would be around, but, you know, mainly only helped Langfelters. And so it came down to, you know, where are people going to be and what's best for the party? And it, it really was, there was no really clear cut decision we try to make one but there was how
4: many how important is it for the mayor of springfield to have a, a good relationship with the governor
2: oh i think it's very important i think
4: that i'm not so sure how good jim's he he will tell me it's good it was good i'm not so sure a lot of other people who are in the know would agree with that
2: i would you know i, I mean you know where i worked for several years with senator durbin and the amount of time we spent helping springfield uh, was tremendously, we did a lot. Senator Dick Durbin's done a lot for the city. Um, and and the governor wants to do the same thing. And just about whether they're Democrat or Republican, you know, they spend a, a good part of time here, and they want to see Springfield grow. They want to see Springfield do well. So I would say that, you know, if you can have a good relationship with the mayor, and now that you got a state senator that was on the city council, Doris Turner, I mean, you you really have an open door to getting a lot of things done for this city.
4: I think we talked about this. I I really believe that there were a lot of independent and maybe even leaning Republicans who said, and we had Senator McClure on yesterday talking about it. There was a bill he voted yes for. uh, And it was a gas tax increase or something that was going to provide some infrastructure work. And he said, I might as well get on board. It's going to pass. And if I can say... That we had it, we might be able to get some things done in the area. I think a lot of people looked, Bill, at that Senate race and they knew Sandy Hamilton, wonderful lady, uh, probably very qualified. But they thought, but with the political landscape being what it is in Illinois, if we want something done, Doris Turner is more likely to be able to get it for us than is Sandy Hamilton because of her relationship with the governor and the governor's office.
2: I don't, I don't think, without a doubt, and 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 she played that up. In her campaign, sure, and she worked on it hard, and she had in a very short period of time, she had a very successful track record at getting money for projects for the city of Springfield, Sangamon County, and Decatur, and that made it makes a big difference. And I think you're right. I think that when she was getting that onslaught of negative um, TV against her, our response, you know, for for Senator Turner, in most cases was. Listen, she's gonna be able to deliver. She's gonna be able to walk into the second floor and talk to the governor to get things done. She knows, you know, she knows Andy Benar and knows Andy and what he does and how helpful he has been to Doris and she's taken that job from day one. And, you know, to have that on your side is very, very important.
4: When we get back, we're gonna talk let's talk about you talk about Senator Durbin. Um and I think Andy Van Meter has said it on here on numerous occasions, a lot of other people didn't. Uh, when that railroad relocation was first mentioned and they were going to change Springfield's look like it's never been changed had it been on 3rd Street. And Senator Durbin was as ins- instrumental as anybody. Why don't you give me a little inside history of that, how that all developed, what was the first conversation. You probably may have arranged that first conversation with city leaders and other people in the county to say, hey, we need to do something. We've, we can't let this railroad Visiting with Bill Houlihan, the uh, Sangman County Democrat chair, Walk me through a little bit. Were you the first one contacted by city officials to say, can we get Senator Durbin involved in this railroad thing? Walk me through it.
2: Yeah, it was it was interesting. I got a call from uh, then-Mayor Tim Davlin mm-hmm. and said, um, hey, we're hearing all sorts of stories about what um, Union Pacific's going to do on 3rd Street. And most of them we don't like, Bill. <laughs> And they want trains to go faster and everything else, and we need we need to have a meeting with them, and they won't return our calls. So uh, I talked to the senator, and we had a meeting, the first meeting that we had, uh, the mayor and a couple of his staff, and myself, and the senator, and Andy Venmeter. We met in Chicago. We borrowed a conference room from DePaul University downtown, and met with them, and. Um, if I, if I was a betting person, they, I would have said, there's no way UP were going to get them back to the table. Really? Because uh, they were just, they they had their plan and they were moving forward and they didn't want any combination of, uh, the, of the tracks. So, um, Obama gets elected president in 2008. There becomes a new head of the Federal Railroad Authority. He's an Illinois guy, somebody that lived in the same building where the senator lives in Chicago. Okay. And um, he and he and the senator asked him if he'd come in for a meeting. And we invited the railroads and everybody else, and we had a meeting at the realtors. And that was the, that was the first time that we saw that there were some. And that uh, the railroads wanted to know that Springfield was serious. So, you know, um, Mayor Davlin took a leap of faith and hired Hanson Engineers. And they started putting together a budget of what it would take and what their plans were. Mm-hmm. And they put together for Senator Durbin three, three packages. You know, the you know the low, medium, and high. And said, "This is what we need to do if we want to succeed at this." And then they eventually started bringing people in the community in, both hospitals then came in, the medical district came in. You know, we wanted to make sure that uh, the east side was involved. We know we brought 16th Street tracks in, and there was a lot of conversations. And within that first year, year and a half, um, things really started to look like this is really possible. Uh, Obama was still president, and we got a couple uh, bites at the apple of getting some federal money. We got about, I think, $60 million uh, to do a couple. We did the Carpenter um, underpass first. Sure. And then we started doing a few others. And then, but when the thing really made a difference is when uh, Andy Menard was a state senator, the capital bill that we talked about a little bit earlier today, uh, everybody on board, you know, McClure, Tim Butler, Sue Shear, and it made a big difference. And um, you know, we were able to get I think 126 million in the capital bill. And since then, you know, we were able to get more federal money, and it's been really. Um, Hanson engineers, Senator Durbin pushing it, county and the city working together. Um, and, uh, you know, we had monthly meetings, and people really worked together, and, you know, they saw the fruits of, if we would work together, that we could get this done. Um, oh, first of all, health-wise, how huh, Senator Durbin? I heard another bout with COVID. it has got another <coughs> bout with COVID.
4: This is what, number? Three. Number three. Um. And no. he's probably had
2: all the shots and everything else he's had everything yep
4: and he's doing you've talked to him the last day or two how's he doing hes doing is he resting at home
2: yes he's hes he's he'll stay in uh he'll stay in Illinois this week and will not go to Washington
4: oh he's here in Springfield then oh i I didn't know that okay um what are the plans for Governor's Day Democrat Day at state fair
2: uh Senator got the uh Senator uh Cortez Masto from Nevada. Uh, to come in, and she's going to be our guest speaker. She'll come in on Tuesday, do a few things on Tuesday and Wednesday, and she'll be the brunch speaker, and then she'll speak out at the fairgrounds. Uh, great lady. She's you know she's worth the price of the ministry, and she gives a great fiery speech, so I think people are going to really be excited after they see her. Um, so we'll have her in town, and then most of the Illinois delegation will be here along with all the legislators and everybody else and Governor Fritzker. And- I
4: presume the breakfast will still be at, at the Crown?
2: Uh, we're, I'm we're, sorry? We moved it last year That's to the right. bank of Springfield. That's
4: right, BOS Center, yes. And uh,
2: we we, and we thought they did such a wonderful job that we signed another contract with them. So we're going to do it there again this year. Is
4: that fair to say that, I mean, Senator Durbin's very influential uh, and instrumental, I should say, in, in putting that event on for the, for the county chairman, the Democrat County Chair Breakfast?
2: He is, I think he has um, gotten the guest speaker out of the last 25 years, probably every year but yes,
4: once. Yes, right. And I remember before COVID, it was Nancy Pelosi back yeah. in 19 and so on. And uh,
2: Pelosi and people. Came Putin. very
4: close. Wasn't Wasn't Biden, before he became president, wasn't he scheduled to be here one yeah. time, but had to cancel at the last moment or something. And then we ended up getting Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. And said,
2: who's, who's Pete? And Pete? Absolutely. Was, Pete lit the crowd on fire.
4: Mayor Pete, who's now Secretary of Transportation.
2: We had Al Franken, who was doing, you know, Paul Simon uh, sitcom, (laughs) you know, at the the breakfast a little early in the morning. So we've had quite a few. Senator uh, King from Virginia has come, and uh, we've had quite a few people. So even
4: though it's an off-year election, Democrats are going to be pretty involved on their day at the state fair. Yeah, I
2: mean, this is, you know, this is, you know, 2024 is a different kind of year because there's no statewide candidates that'll be running in Illinois. It'll be president and then Congress and then the legislature. So the ballot will be a little smaller. So there's a lot of planning going on. And with Chicago winning the Democrat national convention, you know, there's a lot of work with that and what that's going to bring. So I, I think that, you know, the Democrats are feeling pretty good about what's going on. Uh, that, you know, president uh, Biden has gotten inflation under control and things are going better. And, People are going to work, and unemployment is staying low. Uh, those are all things that he could run on, and we'll see what happens on the other side. But the Democrats are feeling really pretty good about what what, what chances we have in 2024.
4: Uh, you mentioned Mayor Tim Davlin. Uh, you were involved, certainly, to being the chair, or certainly being involved with Senator Durbin. Um, was that the biggest political turnaround you've ever seen, that race for mayor in 'o three?
2: Yeah, I mean, because I think most people didn't, you know, we the Democrats, we had been, as you know, Sam, we had won 26 years without winning the governor's mansion. Sure. And in 2002, um, lo and behold, Rod Begoibich won. And um, that seemed to give people in town, well, we should really maybe take a second look at this. So we we really looked outside the box to try to find someone that would run for office that really didn't have uh, a record of being uh, voting on city council issues or legislative issues and uh, but was involved in government, was in and around government. And Tim Davlin was, and he was my next door neighbor and a group of us went and talked to him and yeah, he didn't throw us out. He listened and then he brought his family in. And then about two days later he said, I think I want to do this. Um, So, like anything, you, you know you want to see where you stand when you first become a candidate, but yeah, he was I mean, I mean, if the election would have been held that day, there's no way Tim Davlin would have won, but we knew we had about ninety days, and the question was was, let's get in the final two, if we can get in the final two, we think we have a chance to win
4: what uh, you remember the polling numbers the first time they polled Davlin against probably everybody knew it was going to be uh, Tony Libri.
2: It was, it was it was it was it was it was in the 50s for uh tony and it was in the low teens for Dablin.
4: really yeah the first polling was that yeah. big a margin 56 right. approximately so somewhere around 12 13 14%
2: Yep. Yeah. how was he able to turn it around well you know he you know he got a chance to let him know who he was tim did and at the same time we got a chance to identify who Tony Libri was, and um, Tony helped us on a few things. Uh, he, he may may admit it today, may may not, but uh, he lost his uh, composure a couple times during the campaign. Tim was very good at that. Tim was, you could, you know, Tim once he was ready to get involved, he was he was solid. He was good on his feet. He could answer. He could smile. He could really just win people over. And we knew if we can have him out there doing that and everything else. And, you know, we had a plan with labor and, and uh, with the African-American community. We had a plan with folks that we thought that uh, could be helpful to Tim. And, uh, you know, we just we had that headquarters on, on uh, West Monroe and just people came there. And they were dedicated to Davlin and their family. Um,
4: We talked a lot about money, and yet appears to be, is this just local elections? But boy, boots on the street, knocking on doors, leaving literature, seems to have caught on again. At one time, that was kind of the role of the precinct committeeman. I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. Maybe the role of the precinct committeeman has changed dramatically for a number of reasons, but it appears to me that everybody talks about boots on the street, volunteers knocking on doors. Is that big? Is that as important at the big elections? Why say big? A federal election, congressional election, as opposed to local?
2: Oh, it is. I mean, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of if, which gives Democrats a chance to win in places like Sangamon County, are if we can get boots on the ground. Uh, we do a decent job of raising money, do a decent job of candidate recruitment. But if we can talk voter to voter, uh, which we seem to be able to do better than the other party, uh, that makes a big, big difference. So I'm always you know, really stressing that to our PCs, our volunteers, to make sure that they understand that that is really an important aspect of their job. And I, I take that, Sam, any day of the week. If the voter knows who you are and you've developed a relationship with them, you got a chance to get their vote.
4: You ever get tired of the game?
2: I, there's, you know, days when you get tired of it, but, you know, I, I love this. I I, I love and I enjoy working for, uh, I, you know, I've worked for the best United States senator to the state of Illinois he's ever had, Dick Turbin. Uh, been involved in the Democratic National Committee, been involved in the state Democratic Party, the county chairs. Um, you know, I just through and through enjoy trying to help people and work with them and uh, i like to make sure that uh, we're building the bench and we've got really a lot of good people donnie lewis and steve welch and myself we've and you know have got you know you know folks like jessica rig and other young people that are taking over the party that are coming in to do things that are really going to bring it to the next level
4: bill Hulahan as always thanks fascinating we'll see you Governor's Day, you are so kind. You and Senator Durbin put that together, along with Senator Masto. We'll visit with you in the gazebo yep. on Governor's Day on that Wednesday.
2: Thanks, Sam.
3: Thanks, Bill, as always. Great, Great being with you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.